Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurelien, the Mindful Investor, along with uh, Glenn from glennsutherland.com and Darcy, Darcy Yeah, <laughs> Happy to see you all. And uh, so today we will be discussing uh, buying real estate using an agent. So we are going to have two episodes that work together, one using an agent and, or a wholesaler and one not using a third party, going directly to owner. So a few thoughts on, the, on that. Uh, I, I find one of the advantages when you're not contacting the seller directly is that you know that the seller wants to sell. So that's that's one of the big advantages. So they're in the mindset of selling. So, and, and usually they already have a price. They've already established a price. So you don't have to go through this little game, mind game of, um, you know, it's, it's saying the, first, the, the price first or not be the first one to say the price. And um, also, when you have when you're buying with an agent, you have somebody representing you, somebody who's uh, experienced, who can be an experienced salesperson, and and who has who's who really wants the deal to happen because they're going to get paid. So uh, they're only going to get paid if the deal happens. So that's that's motivation on their part, and that's what's going to that can help with um, getting the deal done. And um, especially if you have your own. Uh, uh, conditions and um, I know in the past I've, I've, I've enjoyed dealing with brokers uh, I remember for each of my uh, investment ventures I've uh, I've dealt with a broker first uh, when I didn't know the area much and uh, uh, and uh, yeah I just told them what I was looking for I was trying I was trying to be as um, precise as possible in my criteria, my search criteria, so that they would send me uh, listings that were actually matching my criteria. And um, yeah, they really helped me. And also I find that working when you, so I, I'm looking more at commercial now and, and working with commercial brokers that have experienced like many years of experience, you also learn a lot from them, you know? And uh, I've learned a lot from- uh, What do you mean like neighborhood stuff or what kind of stuff are you learning? Well, learning from the, the trade, you know, of commercial, you know, they, they've done uh, lots of office uh, or a lot of retail. Uh, they, they tell you what to be to be uh, looking for, uh, what to be careful of. Um, I know you can learn a lot from experienced brokers. So that's sure. what I like, experienced brokers. But sometimes totally also you can pick a broker that's... Um, the experienced broker won't want to deal with you if you're a new a newbie. But the advantage, if you deal with the newer newer broker in on the broker's team, they might be more hungry. So you you get their energy and the, they're they're going to do a lot of work for you. And usually in commercial, they are the ones dealing with uh, finding uh, smaller tenants. So they're key because uh, you want to find tenants for your your retail space or your industrial space. So those. Um, entry-level brokers, if you want to call them that way, uh, can also be a key in, uh, in uh, developing and, uh, and repositioning your asset, the asset you're looking at buying. Yeah, no, that's good. And um, one big thing, like, because you did mention wholesalers off the start. So one of the big difference between uh, them is it, is it is a much more professional transaction um, working with a broker than a wholesaler. Um, the contracts are much longer um, you know, the last, a lot of these times with wholesalers, it could be on a napkin, 
basically not literally <laughs> but you know it's yeah, just the yeah. details like purchase price dates where we're closing this transaction bing 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 you know it can be very point form um and there's a lot of clauses and, and other things to be checking out when you're dealing with brokers um and another the big thing is whenever you're doing this is conditions and ari did touch on that but there is the opportunity to use conditions um you know you can you can work these in to to, to be able to do your due diligence correctly um in, in a lot of times when you're working with wholesalers that sort of thing has to all be done ahead of time whereas some of this stuff you'll put stuff under contract and like for, I know Ari and Darcy doing their um, multifamily stuff or commercial stuff, they're your phase ones and all this stuff is gonna happen during that thing, yep. which, during those condition periods, which it, and even with me doing the smaller stuff during the condition periods, if I worked with a broker or um, a realtor, um, there is the opportunity then to, to do the finer details and you have an out on it. Um, whereas a lot of times if you're working with a wholesaler, your earnest money, is going to walk away on you if you uh because you you don't have that period usually they're clean contracts um i know that the things have changed a lot over the the last bit if you're buying regular residential in uh you know there's a lot of clean contracts that went out i was actually um before i went to bed there was a cbc article from sudbury about people buying these houses sight unseen no conditions nuts getting just Screwed. screwed i don't know if we're allowed to use that word but i don't think it's a swear word for the podcast but for our um, listeners over six yeah. <laughs> isn't a triggering alert here we've used them. i've got young kids so i'm like that's uh, right can i say that yeah you can say that. Dad, you have to put a quarter in the jar <laughs> i guess with inflation it's like a five dollar bill yeah 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 um, but the, i think the big thing is it's a much more professional transaction that you're, you're doing right yeah. agreed yeah, I mean, you'd have to, and this is a teaser for next week's, but if you're not using a realtor, why? Ask yourself why, because, and we'll get to that next week, but there's a teaser. Hang on for next week's um, podcast and listen, but here's, here's why we would, and then we'll go over why you might not next week, but why would, Glenn says, these people are insured and professional and they're overseen by a professional association. There's limits of professional ethics and conduct on them that they adhere to without, you know, ruining their licensing. The amount of realtors that are actually disciplined, considering how many there are out there and how many transactions are going on, is really tiny. And, you know, all of your friends might tell you a real estate deal gone bad. Probably nothing, uh, very few of them were ethical implications. It just didn't work out as well as they hoped. Or, you know, there was some, quote, slippage. It just wasn't perfect. And the timing was this, and some got a little worked up, and some things kind of fell apart. Um, you know, we're seeing... Um, right now it is a, it was at least until maybe two months ago, an incredible seller's market for the last six to seven years, where if you had product, you had a lineup of people, multiple bid things. And in that case where you were losing your mind and worried and fretting about, will we get this and making $300,000 over ask offers in Mississauga for a, you know, a 1400 or 2000 square foot home on a 7,000 square foot lot you probably should have a professional involved. There's no reason not to. That money, I'm not being naive, but the money to pay the compensate the realtor is coming out of the seller's end of the deal, right? So you have a tiny bit of control over that. Now, let's not be any naive. When the seller puts that mar property on market, 
he knows it's going to cost something like five to 7% on the first hundred thousand and two to 3% on the next hundred thousand thereafter. Right. It's built into the price, but it is actually coming out of the, out of the seller's end of things. So if you're a purchaser, why you wouldn't use a realtor is sort of nuts um, in that respect, unless there's some great advantage teaser. Um, and like, you know, and like Ari said, they have specific market knowledge. A good realtor has market knowledge. They have comparables. They've done deals before um, to leverage their experience against yours. Like I'm, I'm a 22 year um, real estate per buying professional, but that means that I've purchased 27, 28 properties, maybe so close, uh, just a little over 30 or 31, somewhere in that range of properties. And I've sold about 11 right? That is a bad year for a top end real estate professional in my industry. That's a bad year. So they've forgotten more than I've learned, probably a really good one. So make sure you get a right fit. But remember, you're buying an awful lot of expertise that someone else is paying for. You'd be crazy not to leverage that. And I got to say, I was well served by Gary Nosenchuk in Windsor, by Terry Rieke in Edmonton, um, by um, who's our guy in Saskatoon, he's going to hate me for forgetting him, but I've been well served by realtors. Now there's been a few that are real hacks and you just get rid of them quickly. Um, you know, don't be cruel, but just say, yeah, yeah, we're just going to rethink this and back away, you know? Um, um, yeah. But, but I'm going to cut you off for one second, but what just dawned on me too, is that like with, uh, when you're buying these or selling these, unless you're talking about pocket listings, you're typically talking about like a listed property, right? Exactly. Um, and yeah. there is more eyes. So if you're selling the property, there's more potential buyers to see it than if you were <laughs> going to uh, sell it through a wholesaler or some sort of private listing. Yeah. Um, and for buying there, the other side of the coin is there's more people to compete with. That's right. And, you know, they do say claim they have access to multiple listings and uh, access to investors. So a really good um, realtor in my industry knows who is a qualified buyer, who's buying, which REITs are looking, which private investment families are looking, which uh, consortiums or limited partnerships are actually buying and have money or who are selling and who is soft, who's thinking of it. Like they have a, they should, they know, like in, in Edmonton, there's, you know, people that bought in the 2014s and the 2009s and eights and fours that are selling now. And these people are approaching their late to mid seventies and older. It's just a factor that happens for everybody. We have the um, pleasure of growing into wisdom, which also means getting older. Um, so they know who's got stuff and who's got inventory. And they're asking you pointed questions. What are you looking for? What part of town? How many doors? You know, are you looking for beneficial financing to take over where you're going to put in a lot of money? Or are you looking for a high ratio deal? Are you uh, a value investor looking for a rough property that you can fix up? They're going to sharpen the focus of what you're doing. So you're not running all over the place. They've already been through these buildings. That helps. Um, I would say, you know, if, is this what you do best? You know, because as an entrepreneur and a real estate investor, is this your, is this your primary tool? Because there's other people that have spent their lives sharpening that tool. It may not be your best tool. It isn't for me. I like uh, my best tool is making, sh is actually honestly raising funds uh, describing what we do and the big picture stuff of, of imagining our business. Um, I've relied on good realtors to bring us good product and I give them really clear um, feedback. No, for these reasons, this looks appealing, too small, too large, you know, so they're focused. So they're not wasting their time. Um, 
So why not? Why wouldn't you use someone who's really good at their job? Don't don't engage a hack, but find someone who's really good at their job. And this isn't the thing that you do best. Most of you won't do this best. Um, it's just probably not your experience. Otherwise, you'd be a real estate broker already. Um, the final one I would say why you would use them is it's an emotional business. I'm an emotional guy. And the ups and downs of negotiating a property purchase, you kind of think it's all business. It's not. It's engaging my hopes and dreams and expectations. And I'm already calculating what I'm going to do with that building and how I'm going to paint it and clean it up. My realtor steps between me and chaos and says, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what do we need to do here today? What do we want? What do you really need to make this deal work? And over time, I've become better at just, you know, keeping it in the tracks and keeping clear. But early on, especially if you're doing your first ones, um, they can keep you the emotional highs and lows from making you insane because you cannot, you cannot, um, you know, my uh, partner, Fred Rivers said, you, you're wasting your time to figure out the other person's motivation. You cannot know it. Don't even try. Keep clear what you need, your objectives are, and your realtor helps you. Fred was a realtor and he's good at negotiating deals and keeping calm and just keeping us fixed on what we need to do. What's the next thing? And in that case, they're excellent for it. They're really good for this. That um, That's their job. I'd let them do it. I'd let them do their job. Yep. I use them for, like we just talked about in our last podcast too, is uh, doing CMAs. Um, and it's one of those- What are CMAs? Sorry, comparative market analysis. Good, okay. So it, it is one of those things that you can't bother these people, especially if you're looking at large volumes. Um, and I think I've probably drilled this into a lot of you guys, but many podcasts, but um, you need to uh, do your own homework and then you can have someone verify it when you're, when it looks like it's right and it looks right to you. Mm -hmm. um, they are professionals and they have uh, their own opinion on this. And I, I do want their opinion, even if it's an off-market deal. And, you know, we can get into that, but there is, you may have to pay them if it's not, they're not part of this deal, or maybe you can find a realtor that is alignment that will get paid in some weird way, right? Yeah. Maybe they work for the property manager <clears throat> or something like that, right? They, there's an alignment somewhere where they're, they're going to get paid in a different way. Yeah. I'm going to save that for, I'm going to save that for next week. Yeah. We'll save about, that about commissions and payment, but I do have to shout out to Mitch Fuchs in Saskatoon. I, you figured it out. Awesome. I blanked. I blanked for a minute. I went, Mitch has done a couple of deals for us and he's brought us good stuff, but um, yeah, he's good. He understands the business and you know, I rely on his insight uh, as I have in other markets with other guys for sure. Okay. Fantastic. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. If you want to find us, uh, I'm Aurelien, the mindfulinvestor.net. Uh, Darcy is at darcywhite.ca and Glenn is at glennsutherland.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and see you all next time. All right, thanks, everybody. Thanks. Yeah, I think that was pretty good.